So, before the podcast commences, I gotta say something. Usually I commence the podcast recording a song, quoting a magnificent ballad by either a Daniel Caesar or a her or a, or what's that boy's name? Russ. Russ actually is kind of. Russ can actually sing, bro. That, with that being said, yesterday on Instagram and Instagram stories, I let you guys know in the Instagram stories that I wanted some subjects to talk about, some topics. Shout out to my homie Liam. Liam, who departed from my city, he's now attending UC Santa Barbara. I haven't seen him in 14 days now, and I feel like I'm going to break down. I feel like I'm going to fucking cry, man. <laughs> but one of the subjects he suggested was accents and sign language. Bro, that shit had me so weak. Shout out to Liam, bro. I really miss you, man. Uh, do I want to ask somebody that. Somebody let me know in the comments of the podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on YouTube. Y'all let me know. Is there accents in sign language, or was that just a... It might be. It might be. You never know. It's accents and everything else. I remember. I remember. I watched. I read a study one time that said that actually, when dogs bark, if you encounter a dog. By the way, I'm in a coffee house recording this, so audio might be a little bit less than favorable. And I'm not at the Galt Coffee House. I'm happy actually at a. It's called Temple Roasters, I think. So it's a little bit different. A little bit different vibe. This is actually one of my first times coming to downtown Sacramento, like in the Midtown Millennial Catering to kind of district. And this shit kind of rocks, bro. It's, it's actually like it's kind of it's, it's different, like. It's so weird, and by the way, welcome to the podcast. I know I didn't say that yet, but it's so weird here because, like, it's so weird to come to California and see the kind of millennial vibe here, or the hipster kind of vibe, because when I used to come to Sac, when I think of Sacramento, my first image, the first thing that comes to my mind is gritty, dimey, niggas with dreadlocks. Like, that's all I think about when I think of Sacramento. So when I come here now and I see, like, people riding around on jump bikes and you know, people studying in coffee shops. It is something. It is a little bit different than what I was expecting. Or, but you know, it is what it is. Shout out to the city, though. This is my birthplace. Just wasn't raised here, so I'm still trying to get the feel of everything. But what's going on? How's everybody doing? Uh, I had a lot to talk about, man. I came. I literally. I did a five-hour shift. I have to go after this and do another shift for my regular job. The day job that keeps me shackled to the to legislation of commonality. Uh, I had a lot of shit I wanted to talk about. I'm trying to like recycle, trying to get the wheels spinning in my brain again, and try to remember everything. Um, I wanted to touch back on the Judge Kavanaugh's case hearing because I'm, from what I'm understanding now, Suzanne Collins, and I don't know that much about politics. I'm not that well-versed in the political world and who's going to judge if my water's going to be clean or not, if we're going to be the next Flint, Michigan. No, I'm not a good well-versed in that, but I'm just trying to keep up with the Judge Kavanaugh thing because... I like the discussion. I like this discussion that it's sparking. You know, I, I watched that video, that little 35 minute Vine clip that Donald Trump did where he was like, um, this is a dangerous time for young men in America because they now they can't even talk to it. Well, you can be good your whole life. And then I don't know where somebody can accuse you of rape and people just automatically believe it. And my, my opinion about that was is like. I disagree with Trump on most topics. That's one thing I kind of do agree with. And somebody can, you know, somebody can make the argument where, you know, it's never been, like how you said, it's not a safe place for men, for young men now. You know, somebody can make the argument that it's never been a safe place for women. So you can make that argument as well. But, you know, it's here or there. I like the discussion that Judge Kavanaugh thing is sparking because I'm, I'm trying to read more about the case, about the woman allegedly. You got the one who said she... He and his friends four tried to force, tried to force fuck her in a, in a room in the dark. Had another girl who said he swung his dick in front of her face at a party, and that was which I ain't, I'm gonna be real with you. The second one, I'm kind of, I'm kind. Okay, so let me just start with the first one. 
I didn't even I didn't even know until listening to the Brilliant Idiots podcast. Shout out to Andrew Show, shout out to Charlemagne the God, aka Leonard. I didn't even know that there's actually been two men who have come forward in the I'm not I'm not even joking. This is some real shit. There's actually two men who have come forward. Their identities have been unreleased, but they've come forward to the Senate and say that they might have been the woman, might have been the guys that that woman was talking about in the first sexual in the first sexual encounter. And I don't know if she said she denied them. I think I, I don't I don't know if she said she denied them. I don't know why they're trying to pick that up, but even that's weird to me because I don't. I'm thinking like, so what was that? Are they just crash dummies? Are they just trying to get famous? If you're trying to get famous for being a rapist, then nigga, that's <laughs> that is not that is not the way to fame, brother. But I don't know, like. I like the discussion this is spawning because and I touched on this a, a few days ago because I think it's really I think it's, I think this can spawn the discussion where we can finally really talk about how you can't believe everything somebody you can't believe everything the victim or the person who is being the victim in the case says and um, I'm bringing this up because I saw on Twitter right now it's trending to Suzanne Collins she's one of the people who voted to I guess continue the process of Judge Kavanaugh's possible nomination for supreme for a judge in the supreme court and a lot of people are on it like how are you a woman are you gonna vote vote for this person who's a sexual abuser who's a molester of women etc etc all these fucking things he used to watch tiny tunes adventures in the second season when it was the shitty season all these things and i was like i don't know that much about the man i just know at the end of the day you have to wait to the due process of the judging system and also you got to think about this too and i was i was really thinking about this earlier because i've been really wondering like why am i so why am I? Because somebody asked me about that when I was recording at the coffee shop the other day. Was like, why are you so reluctant to just accept the fact that this man might be that this man is guilty? Why are you so reluctant on that? And like I said, like it's not that I'm reluctant. It's not that I'm reluctant to accept the fact he might be guilty. Yeah, I mean, I just want justice. It's just that, and I was telling the dude this, like you gotta understand, like I'm a black guy. So, and people, the listeners out there who black, you know where I'm going with this. We've always had a history. Uh, about 40 and 50 years of and I hate to hate to shame the white woman is was we've always had a history of white women usually come out and sit, having a sexual relationship with us and then her father might find that or somebody might find out she gets embarrassed or break up with us and say she raped us in the last 15 years you can look up it's so many niggas grown ass niggas 60 50 40 years old who are getting out of jail who are getting out of jail and getting out of court right now after being in jail for 20 to 30 years all in because some woman lied and said that he raped her, etc., etc., etc. This, the last one was his football player. I think he played for Louisiana State this year. So, because of that, and my mama always told me that growing up, and hey, you gotta be careful with these white girls. Which it can happen to any girl. I'm not just saying it's only white women that lie, but he's like, it can happen with any girl. You can happen. You gotta be careful. Because of that, I guess because I have that knowledge, I'm always aware that man, you know, maybe she's lying. Maybe he's lying. I don't know. I don't know. And even then, even then, it's kind of. Me, I'm gonna tell you. Shout to Diego and uh, shout to Diego and Vanessa. We had an interesting conversation about this because I, I remember we were talking about this, and I said, let's say hypothetically that he is guilty of this crime, Judge Kavanaugh. Let's say that he is guilty of this crime that he really did try to rape her. Him and his friends really did try to rape her, and he's 54 years old right now. He is 54 years old right now. Could you argue that? Could you? What if he said that? What if he said, hey, I confess to this crime. This was a crime I committed when I was 20 or 21 years old. I apologize. I was a totally, completely different person at that time. I've changed. I went through things. You know, you can't at that time. I've, I've lived. I've lived that time of my life almost twice over at this point in my life. Now, what would you and I want to ask you guys? What would you say if he came out with that message? In other words, saying that I am guilty of the crime, but I have changed. I'm a reformed person. I, I totally 
de- I totally just reject that person who I was back in the time. Would you? Now, me personally, I wouldn't accept that. I still think you should go to jail for it. But I don't. I don't know. Like, I guess. I guess I don't know. I guess it is something to be said about how I don't know. And they they both told me no, no, you should still go to jail. Which I agree. Because reality is, if you did try to rape the girl, you did rape the girl. The damage is still done to the girl's psyche, so you know justice should be served. Then I go, I don't know, so it's interesting. So then that goes both ways because that makes me wonder: is should there be a um, should there be a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Should there be a um, statutory of limitations on justice being served? You know, it's the same thing you could ask with the Bill Cosby situation. The only reason if. If Bill Cosby is is truly indeed guilty of the crimes he committed, the only reason I'm the only reason I'm totally for him going to jail then is because I feel like I feel like he showed no remorse. I feel like he showed no remorse through all those actions committed. You know, reality is this nigga was denying it for the last four or five years, making jokes about it on stage. I remember he did that stand up show like three years ago, and a girl uh, brought him a drink or something. He said, "Hey," he said, "Don't get close to me. You are—I know you heard what happens." He cracked the joke, so you know, you know, you know. So like, you have this, you have you always. He's. I, I don't think he ever showed any remorse, and I think you always deny. I think when somebody's denying, like even with Judge Kavanaugh. I think someone who's denying the claims, denying the accusations, but if the accusations are true, I feel like that means that means you haven't evolved from that character. That means you even don't you even deserve more even deserve more penalty to hang over your head because I feel like you're not developing. I feel like you're not I feel like you I feel like you're not acknowledging where you fucked up at and that's where the issue comes in. So I don't know. It's a that's a really big that's a really big um that's a really big top that's a really big thing in my brain like I don't know where this is gonna go. I just like the discussion. I like the discussion. You know, we're still we're still in post in post in post chapter of the Me Too movement, and I like all the developments that's going on with this world. Like, I like I like that women. I like. I always tell y'all I have multiple sisters. Some I like more than others. Some are getting Christmas presents. Others are not. And I do like I do like that they're gonna grow up. That they're growing up in a world where women are getting voice. Women's voices are getting stronger. They finally have a voice. Black women's voices are getting stronger with the with the uh, Ava DuVernay's, with the Oprah's, with the, um, with the, I feel like we don't have that many lead black actresses, that's one thing too, but even with the Kamala Harris's, the more black woman that we have in, in, um, in politics, the Angela Rice, I disagree with most of what Angela Rice says, but I, I, I'm on her side, but I do agree, I do disagree with most of the stuff she says, but I do kind of, I do like that she can be a voice, that she can be a beacon or an idol for my sisters, if they want to go into that field, so that does mean something to me, um, uh, this bitch missed it. I don't want to call her a bitch. She makes black tea with South African red or rubber courses. This tea tastes so fucking basic. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to find me fucking tea. I still ain't found me the perfect tea outside of, I think it's orange ginger that just really just rattles my kidneys and makes me feel alive and awakened. I'm going to find me a goddamn tea. Slowly but surely, that time's going to come. Slowly but surely, that time's going to come. But, um, yes, I don't know. I want, I want you guys to tell me, what is you go... What are your takeaways from the whole Judge Kavanaugh case in there? What are your take? What's your takeaway? What do you feel about this? Do you feel he's guilty? Do you feel the woman's lying and accusing him of something? Which I don't even. I'm gonna tell you something. May I be real with you? I don't. Sometimes I'm gonna tell you why. A lot of the times I do believe that these people might be telling the truth, like with her accusations, because like, motherfucker, I, like I don't know, like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. 
We talked about that on the podcast uh, last week. I had one because one person said, if and all these women that are coming forward saying Bill Cosby raped them, saying Kavanaugh raped them, saying the the tiger from saying the tiger from uh, Frosted Flakes raped them. Why would they hold it in for so long? And what I've always said, I was like, hey, bro, let me tell you, nigga, shit. Let me get raped. Let me, let me, let me to get assaulted in the booty in my past time. Let me tell you, nigga, I'm, y'all will know nothing about that. That'll, <laughs> that'll be a day. That'll be a, that'll be a day in the week that I'm not recording. That'll be a day that the podcast, you know, <laughs> I'm not recording about it. I'm not recording about it, but I ain't releasing that shit till like, till like, that's going to be like in that, you know, how, you know how Prince has that musical part of like, 80,000 songs that he just ain't releasing That'll be mine That'll be mine oh, Sorry The artist formerly known as Prince But that'll be my That'll be my situation So I, I don't know So I, I can understand the embarrassment You know The public shame You don't want to let people know That you're alive then. I can understand I mean well, People I understand Like that ain't some Being raped That's not some shit That you want to That ain't some shit You want to talk about to people. I don't care how much attention I don't care how many checks Oprah Ellen DeGeneres Might give you for flying you out And sitting you on a couch And crying in front of 8,500 people Nigga, I don't give a damn. You know, that's, that is something that you might not feel comfortable having a conversation with somebody about. You got to understand from their perspective. Now, moving on from that. And I don't... And I, This is something that I thought of recently. This A lot of this is because I was just listening to the Brain Idiots podcast. So a lot of this I'm kind of regurgitating. And this wasn't a topic that they really touched on for real, for real. They only touched on it for me like 10, 15 seconds at best. But they were talking about the Black Panther movie, movie. And those of y'all who listened to me last when I I went to see Black Panther the exact day it came out. Thank God I live in a very small town. So the town that I went to, I went to Lord Eye Movie Theater. They it wasn't that packed where I couldn't get a ticket. So I went to see the movie. And I got on I, I did a podcast right after seeing the movie and I told you guys how I felt about the film. I felt like it was a um I feel like it was a solid eight. You know, my main, my main, my main critique with the film was my main two talking points for the film was, I love the world, I love the landscape, I love the architecture, I love the illustrate, I love, I love how they illustrated the fantasy world of what it would be like to go to Africa and see a realm, see a kingdom of, affluent black people with their own lands, with their own, with their own lands, with their own tribes, all from dress fly and shit. They making this new, uh, dreadlock nigga hairstyle shit look cool. I, I like that aspect of it. Now, what I didn't like about the film, what I didn't like about the film, and this is something a lot of people disagree with me on, is I didn't like the fighting. I didn't like the fighting choreography. I said this five. When did this film come out? February. I said this eight months ago. I felt like the choreography in the film was. I couldn't get over the fighting choreography performed by Chadwick Boseman in the film or a stunt double if he had one. I'm assuming he didn't because that nigga was moving kind of slow. Because. Outside of me supporting it because it is a black, it is several, it is a film that it is a film that kind of um, kind of reminds you of that black exploitation era or celebrates black culture and kind of like a renaissance for black films, I guess. I, I'm going to see a superhero movie, nigga. I want to see something super. It's the same reason why I don't watch Batman movies. I never, I never watch Batman movies because I feel like he's not a superhero. I don't feel like like nigga. You, nigga I don't, there is no reason for for you to look at. Batman is worth billions of dollars. He's literally a he's literally a nigga that's just bored. He's like the pure that's white privilege. Like I'm just being real. Like it's just I don't so I don't I don't I don't get the I don't get the um I don't get the fascination with it. So I bring that all up because when I talked about the film that episode, even though I chewed it I chewed that motherfucker up heavily, I chewed it up hard. I still said I'm glad that we had that film for black culture, for black film, for black renaissance. I'm glad the kids are seeing that film. 
God damn it, that's a very beautiful woman who's walking past me. I, I'm glad that we had that film for black renaissance, for black culture. But with that being said, I wonder that had that have been a white character or had that have been like White Panther or like Iron Man. I feel like I, I've never seen the Iron Man film, but I'm going to assume that minus the illustration, minus the landscape, I feel like Iron Man more or less is kind of like a a higher grade, higher grade version of Black Panther. You know, you had a rich princely guy who has money, has a king who can afford this nice suit, etc., etc. More or less. I'm making some very wide parallels right there, but just hear me out. So, and I've always said I don't like Iron Man. I've always said that. That's why I don't critique Iron Man films. I, I don't. I never watched any of them. So I wonder that if it wasn't the film that painted this great picture of black people, if it wasn't there, if it wasn't for the black lead character, would I still celebrate it the way that I do celebrate it? Well, making the Wakanda jokes or talking to people about how yeah we have a black film renaissance, etc., etc. And then I started thinking, how honest am I being with my critique? Because I'll be real with you, keeping all honest with you, I really didn't like the film. I didn't enjoy the film. I'll be real with you. I watched it again on Netflix two weeks ago just to try to see, just just to make sure that I just to make sure that I wasn't tripping. And I'll be real, I still I still didn't like. I still didn't. I still wouldn't. I still really wasn't fucking with it. I mean, I mean, I still really wasn't messing with it. And I mean, it's I mean, hey, it's I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I mean, to each his own. You know, to each his own. Teach his own. Teach his own. I feel like some. I feel like some. I feel like some moments in history you have to have. I feel like some films, some things, some moments that happen in history, you gotta have and you have to celebrate because just for the just for the culture, you have to celebrate just for the culture. You have to celebrate this for the activity. You gotta celebrate this because we out here and reactive. It's a beautiful thing. You have to. Some moments. Some moments you just have. To, some moments you just have to allow the culture to have. That's what. You, that's that's what I'm learning now. So that's the same thing with the Black Panther. You know, it's the same thing with Get Out. Same goddamn thing with Get Out. Get Out, Get Out was a film. I'm gonna take. You know what was so weird about Get Out, and I watched like the first 17 minutes of Get Out. I really didn't feel it. I really didn't feel it. But like, I don't know. Maybe I should rewatch it because I really only got like I really only got maybe at best 23 minutes into the film. Right around that part where they got to the party, and the dude who plays in Atlanta, he uh, freaked out and shit, and they took a picture of him. But uh, yeah. I wasn't really feeling that either, but I still was happy that the film got celebrated and it was directed by a black director, so it makes more opportunities. For, I don't know, I don't know, man. That's where that's where that's where I guess I could say I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm having a conflict of morality because I'm wondering about all these films that I'm celebrating. And I'm giving their I'm giving their condolences to, and I'm saying this was a great moment just because it's pushing black film or pushing the. The importance of black dominant cast is forward, but then I'm thinking, bro, it's like reality is niggas have been making movies for thirty to forty years at this point, and I think we have. I'm pretty sure at this point we have enough. We have enough movies at this point for you to be like, okay, you know, okay, obviously black people can direct good movies at times. You know, so I don't think we have that. I think it's getting to a point where we shouldn't celebrate every shitty movie that comes along. I went on Netflix um, last night. They, I saw they just, I saw on Netflix last night. They just put that one film up with Oprah. Uh, What's it called? Wrinkle in Time. And I refuse to watch it just because I read the book and that book was so fucking boring. That shit was that was that was that book was as boring as watching slugs fuck. Like I I they I don't know. 
it just was boring. It was a, it just that just was a boring ass book, and I, I don't even that book. The book bored me so much, I don't even want to give the movie a goddamn chance. And that's how boring the book was. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of weird talking about how boring the book is because I, I know half the niggas you listen to this podcast. I know half y'all don't read like that anyway. But you know, it is what it is. I like to think that I'm inspiring you to pick up a book of literature. Shout out to my homie. Um. Shout out to the homie who works in my job. I forgot her name. I forgot her name. I always forget her name. But she subscribed to my podcast. Love you for that. And she she recommended this one book to me, "The Art of Not Giving a Fuck" by Fuck by by Mark Mort by Mark Morrison by Mark Morrison by Mark. What's it? Mark Morrison or Mark Mort? Whatever his name is. This actually brings up a good topic. Brings up a good debate. To me, shout out to Jacob from Instagram. I have a lot of debates with a lot of people. We had a really good debate about this uh, yesterday. We were talking about um, tribalism. And we got into this conversation because we were saying, like, how much is America? Because as Americans, for those of you guys who listen to this podcast that are American, to the Nigerians, to the Jamaicans, and to the British people, to the Canadians who are listening to this podcast outside the country, I love y'all too, but maybe you guys can give your input on this because I know for those of you guys who listen to me from Britain, y'all are having your own little, um, y'all are having your own little, um, um, frustrations with immigrants, hence the whole Brexit separation and separation of the European Union thing, you know. Shout out to all y'all. Y'all gave us the Beatles and we really appreciate that. How much should our country really give a fuck about other countries? Now, granted, we are we are sneaking in everybody. We, we are in everybody else's country that got oil with diamonds and sugar and rice to give us, but and give us the niggas who make anime. But so we should obviously should give a fuck. We should give a fuck because we're, we're kind of we're kind of we're kind of using all these countries for monetary gain to a certain extent, but it does make me. But it does make me wonder. Like, I bring that up because the immigration issue is really bad. Immigration really. One of Donald Trump's selling points for his campaign is he was going to build a wall to keep the Mexicans out, and even him saying he wanted to have the Muslim ban, all these different things that you wanted to have to kind of you know keep basically keep the others away, and. It was somebody I was discussing with this. Well, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was. Um, I don't know if it was. Um, it was Tim. It was Tim I was talking to about this, and we were talking about how in Britain. And for those the British people who are listening to this podcast, y'all can probably kind of fill in the dots where I'm fucking up at. He was telling me how you have a lot of the immigrants that are coming from North Africa, come from Liberia, from Tunisia. Shout out to all y'all out there. I need to go out there to the Marrakesh market one day, save up some money. But he was talking about how you had a lot of immigrants that were coming from there and going to Britain. And what was going on is they're coming from war-torn countries, so you're going to feel bad for them automatically. What happens is, is when they come to Britain, when they come to Spain, when they come to Portugal, he said, you got to understand, a lot of those jobs, like 80 to 70% of those jobs that they have in Britain or Portugal or Italy, those are like those union-type jobs where you get a job and you stay in it for 30, 40 years, or your family stays in it for 30, 40 years. Hence, like a longshore fisherman. Y'all know how we do it out here in California. There's a lot of y'all niggas who... As soon as y'all got out of high school, worked as like a construction worker making $29 an hour, which is good money. Actually, that's good money. I ain't lying to you. I ain't never made $29 an hour in my life. But, so, I bring that up because he was saying, so a lot of these immigrants that come to these countries, they come to an Italy, they come to a Britain, they come to a Portugal, they come to a Spain. What happens is a lot of them be in positions where they can't get a job there. So now they resort to crime. Now they resort to stealing. Or now they resort to just begging the street. Or some of them who refuse to do that, who refuse to do that, feel some type of bitterness toward the country because they they feeling is like nigga you opened your borders to us to come into this country but then you won't even give us we won't even give us work you only you won't even give us work you won't give us a way to provide for our families so so the kind of it's a um, 
it's kind of a really fuck situation. Like it's false, it's false on both sides. And I was, t- and that's why that leads me to the point I have right now, where it's like, how much should we give a, how much should we give a fuck about a different country or somewhere else? Because in that scenario, you could argue that them just accepting waves and thousands and thousands of immigrants is just making the situation worse and probably affecting the economy worse. You know, might be making neighborhoods worse. You know, it's the same thing. I always use, I always use this pair, I always use this pair well. I always use this parallel for most neighborhoods. Most ghettos that you go to in America, generally speaking, generally speaking, I'm talking about the, the ghettos that they didn't start out as ghettos, they didn't start out as slums. Generally speaking, the reason why they became ghetto was because, generally speaking, because usually what happens is the sec, the city, is the government of the city, they get a, they take up a section of the neighborhood and they'll turn them all, put them all on section of government housing, put them in low low income housing options. Because what happens with that is. Or even like it just allow the realtors to put the house in low income. I'm I'm kind of explaining this kind of fucked up, but correct me if I'm wrong. The government will put a section of the houses in the neighborhood on low income or section eight housing. A lot of the houses will end up being in that. And so what will happen is, if you have people coming from the projects, people who are in poor situations, they'll apply and move into those homes. And so what's going on is the inconvenience of the people who already live there. Because generally speaking, we have people who come from low income backgrounds. We don't make the but we don't make the smartest decisions. This is what is black, Italian, Mexican, Asian, whichever way you go. When we come from low income background, we don't. If we come from a low income background, we don't make a smart decision. Same thing with New York when you have the five points area and you have the, the Italians and the Polish and the Italians funking all the time. Same thing if you go to Long Beach and East Long Beach, you have the Cambodians and you have the the Mongs and the Vietnamese funking all the time. Generally speaking, when we were if you if you if you come from a poor background and you're in the masses in a group. You don't make smart decisions. You know, it's like uh, it's like it's like that parallel. It's like that um, uh, it's like that uh, that fucking proverb they always have. They always say like, you know, poor people, poor people, they always like crabs in the barrel. It's like, nigga, yeah, because crabs are supposed to be in a barrel. Like, <laughs> like who was the dumbass who said crabs are supposed to be in a barrel? Like that's that's why crabs do that because they don't want they're not supposed to be in the barrel. But I'm I'm using I'm using I'm using that parallel. I'm using that parallel to say. I guess I'm using all that story to add context and say, how much should we give? How much should we give a fuck about these countries, about these nations, about these countries that are that are suffering through civil wars? Because reality is, we're taking all their we're taking all their excess. We're taking all their excess immigrants that can't find an opportunity to work or put milk or bread on the table for their family. We're taking all their shirts. We're taking all the we're taking all the issues that their country should take care of. And reality is, a lot of the times when you have these immigrants that do come from these countries. They don't have. They can't go back. They don't. They they don't want to go back because well, it's a shitty. It's a shitty. They're going back to a shitty place. So it's like a. It's a no. It's a no win on either. It's a no win in either situation. Well, let me see what time this place goes. I see niggas putting up shit. Let me see. I see this dude putting up all the chairs and stuff. So let me see what time this place goes. Hold on. Just to make sure I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna get locked in here. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Real quick. Real quick. Dude over here putting up everything. So let me see. Let me make sure. Make sure we still cool. Hmm. Oh, this place goes in. This place goes at 6 p.m. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Bro, this place goes at this place goes at 6 p.m. I didn't even know that. Okay, so more. <laughs> that is awkward. Uh, so so more of this, more of this, more of the story is more of the story is more of the story is. It's a it's I don't know man. It's a um, I don't know man. It's a um, I don't know man. It's a, it's a, um, it's alright man. It's alright. Because in situations like this that I'm illustrating, you want to be the moral guy. You know, we want to. You want to be moral. You want to be moral. You want to be fair to both sides. But at the same time, of course, you want to. 
to use as a phrase, open up your home to others who are suffering. But if it's at the expense of your kids or your dog or your goldfish or your snake, if you're one of them type of niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like, should you do that? And that's that's a, that's the more that's the more we're having right now, like with with immigration and stuff. So I don't know. It's, it's I don't know. It's, it's interesting. That's that's on, that's only on the European side. You know, I don't have I don't have any problem. I don't have any problems with anybody coming here because my personal opinion is like I feel like in the United States, I feel like we have enough opportunities for everybody more or less. Like I don't feel like. I don't feel like if you come, I don't feel like, I don't feel like you're fucked if you come here. Like, I feel like there's enough, I feel like there is enough opportunities here to make it. Like, I don't, I feel like it's enough opportunity for everybody here to share. And plus, you also got to understand, this was a point Tim was making to me. Tim was a white guy, by the way, some son of German immigrants. He made a good point, too. He made a good point, too. It's like, you understand, like, we all come from immigrant, immigrant families. It's not the same thing how, like, if you go to Britain or Portugal or Spain, them people have been in that region of the world for 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years. All of our families more or less got here like in the last four to five hundred years. It's not a long time, relatively speaking. So, you know, you can't really kind of, I don't know. You should, you should, I think what they're saying is you should sympathize to the needs of immigrants, to the plights that they face more. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I don't like politics, bro, because politics separate us. I don't know. Politics, politics separate us so much. I don't know. That's why, the, you know, that's why I think this whole Judge Kavanaugh thing is happening. I think it's happening because. I think more or less. I think more or less this whole Jazz Kavanaugh thing really popped off because he's a right sider. He's a Republican, and the Democrats don't want a right side person as a judge or in the Supreme Court. I mean, that's just my person. That's my personal take on it. You know, I could be wrong. I could be erred in my way of thinking, but that's just how. That's just the. That's just the assumption that I left the room. That I've left. That I've left the gossip table with, and. I really did not. I really did not know this place. I really did not know this place closes. In. <laughs> I really did not know this place closes in uh, in um, in, uh, in thirty minutes. Nigga, I, I would I wouldn't even have come. That's that's insane. I, I had n- n- literally no idea. But it is what it is. Um, let me know. Let me know in the comments what you guys think. Let me know in the com. Let me know in the comments what you guys think. Uh, I um, what was I gonna say? I'm thinking about I've been trying to I've been trying to find some location to like a real for real live live like live 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 podcast like on some real shit live 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 but I just haven't found the spot outside of just doing it at it's a grind and um I mean I'm not I mean like a live sorry sorry like a live like with the stage and the and the stage and the microphone and the speakers I must be because I remember when I was going to San Francisco and everywhere and I was bringing out this I was bringing out the poster and the speakers and shit I, my, I still got my poster in my room that's why when you look at my snapchat that poster that I put up every once in a while that's in the background of my videos like my loading videos that's where that came from I had the little idea but yeah man I used to yeah I put I didn't put on a lot of work with this podcast bro and shout out to all the new subscribers I got shot I think the girl's name is Isabel shout out to Isabel Shout out to um, Itzel, shout out to Stacy, shout out to um, Slider Girls. <laughs> shout out to Itzel, you know, you're just so sexy over here. They love the voice, but shout out to Itzel, shout out to Stacy, shout, shout out to Itzel, shout out to Stacy, shout, um, shout out to um, Lexi, shout out to Victoria, shout out to. This is a lot of people who subscribed the last few days, so I appreciate the love. Shout out to Jacob, homie Jacob. Me and him really just started kicking it as of late, so. I've been trying to get him on the podcast more than that little hour and uh, one minute and 35 second clip that you heard on yesterday. Just 
He's shy and the person he works a lot. He's studying to be a fireman. Ladies, if you like blonde fireman, you should hit him up. So, you know, it's a little bit of a, it's a, little bit of a headache. And I was thinking about that more because I hit up my dad earlier this week. Shout out to happy birthday to my father, by the way. I would not exist. I would not be in this coffee shop that closes in 23 minutes speaking into this microphone had it not been for that lucky shot that you took that night, 24, 25 years ago. I appreciate your love. But, um, it's interesting it's interesting it's interesting because it's like it's interesting because it's like my dad happens to kick with a lot of dudes who kind of rappers and this one particular rapper that my father kicks it with who I was trying to get on the podcast and interview because he actually got a big name for himself I'm talking about one of those dudes who got almost a million followers on Instagram type of guy. I was like one of them dudes he actually really is out there and I ended up, I ended up and there was another dude who's from a neighborhood I used to live in in Vallejo shout out to him um I was thinking about interviewing both of those guys on the podcast, and I second thought it and decided not to. And what led and what led me to that what led me to that decision what led me to that decision was I wanted them on the podcast because I felt like they were being a lot more attention. I feel like I would get a lot of listeners that day. Like I felt like if I put them on, I get I would get just a bunch of niggas who listen. The reason why I denied it and the reason why I said no in the long run was because I felt like. It was gonna bring a negative audience or a negative life to the podcast. Like I feel like if I'd have brought like the street dudes on the podcast, I feel like if I'd have brought like, if because reality is both these dudes are street rappers. Yeah, both these niggas is talking about putting bullets in dudes' heads. So reality is, I didn't want to invite the negative street element on the podcast. I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean, I don't mean, I'm not, I'm not. I listen to gangster rap every day. Shout out the Twenty One Savage. Shout out the Big Stage. But <laughs> I had to put the sound effect on it. But like. I feel like with the podcast, the integrity of the podcast, and more of the basis of the podcast is to talk about, to stay like on a positive note, to stay on a, um, to stay kind of like on a cheerful kind, not cheerful, but kind of. I don't want it. I don't want it to get. I don't want it to get settled. I don't want it to get settled in just like street knowledge nigga shit. Like I don't want it to get settled in that, in that world. I want it to still be. Um, I don't know how to explain it. Like I want the podcast to be like. I don't know. So I want it to be where I can. I want it to be where. I want it to be where it's like, like how we're right now, like we're having this discussions about about society and culture. Now, granted, we're gonna talk about pop music. Every other day, I, I use I use one of the mo- every other day when I record this podcast, I use one of the stupidest ass rap lyrics and rap lines to kind of uh, convince it and kind of convince the feel what the podcast is about that day. But reality is, I don't want I don't want them to stay in nigga shit. And what made me even think about that was because the rapper that I'm thinking about, he was in this podcast that comes out from Sacramento called Ignorance is Bliss. And they're cool. They're funny. It's cool. But I feel like just that term, Ignorance is Bliss, I'm like, this is, this is actually is a dope name for a podcast, but on some ignorant shit. But I don't want my podcast to be an audience of ignorant niggas. And then also, and then also I'm getting to a point now where I'm getting to a point now with the podcast. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not even trying to be funny. I'm really starting to see an audience be carved out of the podcast. Like, I'm really starting to see, okay, this is what I appeal to the most. Okay, these are the people who enjoy what I'm saying the most. This is the people who love listening to my voice. This is the people who are really feeling my movement. These are the ones who I need to pay attention to the most. Okay, let me stop, let me stop reaching all out for those other guys. Let me talk to these guys. These are the ones who want to, who want to, these are the ones who want to take my craft and take my art seriously. I should start paying attention, more attention to them. More attention to them. And that's that's the point I'm at with the podcast right now. And so we're, you know, I don't know. I just, I just, I want to say like my podcast is the most integral podcast. I don't, I don't say like my podcast is the most 
integral integrity field podcast of the century you know it's obviously not like i have fuck-ups obviously i'm not we're not um i'm not a not the best guy but and i'm not i'm not looking down on dudes who do have a podcast where you talk about street shit and ignorant shit reality is i talk about that half the time 40 83 percent of the music i listen to while jogging or working out is nigga shit but I just don't want that to end up being I don't want the podcast that gets the most listens The episode that gets the most listens Because there's no doubt in my mind That if I did record either of those two niggas on here That my podcast would just spike up and listens But I didn't want it to be on a negative note I didn't want it to be on a nigga who has an album Coming out tomorrow called Had an album come out called Ganglord Land, Ganglord Landlord Which I guess I kind of gave away who, who, the, who was the dude I was talking about I want it to be like I would like my dream, honestly, if I could have the day with this podcast spike, my podcast would spike one day if I was having an interview with a, if a with a young pitch, or a um, with a young pinch, or Charlemagne the God, or Andrew Schultz, or even um, there's this one dude I was listening to on the Beard Eighties podcast called Justin Richmond, and cool dude, he's he's an artist. I was looking at some of the art that he some of the art that he does. He did the art, he did the character design and the artwork for Childish Gambino's music video that came out a few months ago called um, Feels Like Summer. I want to have somebody. I, I want to have somebody who I'm fascinated by. Even like with Mozzie. I like Mozzie. It's just with Mozzie. I don't. I don't. I like Mozzie because I love his lyricism, his cleverness when it comes to lyrics and bars. I just feel like I don't want to invite the nigga at the nigga element to the podcast. You know, so it is what it is. It's my personal opinion. And you know, it, it, you know, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, you know, it's, the, uh, it's it's just it's just the way of the world, man. I I, I don't know. And shout out to the, shout out to everybody out there who's rapping. I I knock. I knock nobody's hustle. I knock nobody. I've always loved gangster rap music. I've always said it was great. I always loved it. It's great workout music. If any time I'm in a situation where I feel like putting a butt in a nigga's hand, that is a, that is the, that is the music I go to. If any time I don't went to the club, I bump shoulders with a dude just a little bit too much. He might even said I'm sorry. He might even said I'm sorry, guy. I didn't mean to hurt you. It's so I didn't mean to bump into you. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. But as soon as I left that motherfucking room, I'm in that nigga's ad. So I think I think that I think that's the um. I don't know. It's um, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very um, it's the um. I'm gonna tell you something. I really, I really love this section of town. Like, I'm watching all these people walk past me, and it's just weird. Like, it's so interesting. This I've never been to this side of Sacramento before. Like, and just seeing like, like this midtown downtown area. It's so just like, it's so like um. I I hate saying the term millennial. Because that's how you, but it's just so millennial feel like everybody here just openly and free and kind of like you just see gay people walking past each other. There's no shame of being a couple. You see people, just a lot of beautiful women just walking by, come back from work, who are all my age. I feel, I feel like I'd be at home. Like I, I think I want to get an apartment here. That's my goal. Next year I'm getting an apartment here. I like, I like this side of town. It's really um cool. But um, outside of that. I mean, with that being said, it's my cousin's. I didn't even know my cousin was telling me that. Uh, it's like, nigga, why everything you always, why every third sentence you always go, with that being said, with that being said, with that being said. I, I didn't even notice I did that. Until, it's weird. Like, you never, the quirks about yourself, you never notice until somebody brings it up. I was like, you know, that's my, but apparently that's my thing. With that being said, you know. I don't know why, but this one guy just walked past me right now with the thing. Really nice guy, Pete. Really seems like, but the way he walks with the cane and the bald spot on the top of his head and the bag of Ernesto's he just had, he reminds me of the evil guy, the antagonist from Penelope Pitstop. Shout out to Penelope Pitstop. Great show. Oh, bullshit. That shit was so fucking boring. Second most, third most boringest thing next to seeing slugs fuck. But, 
<laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh, I don't know. I'm in a good mood today. I'm in a good mood because I found the new podcast location, new place, new place to to record the podcast, and um, I feel comfortable here, bro. Like I feel, I feel really like uh, I feel really, I feel really, I feel really warm. I feel really. I feel really warm. I feel really comfy here and cool and copacetic. I feel like this is. I feel like this is the spot. Um. Um. You know, I feel like this. I feel like this is. I feel like this is. I feel like this is the spot. Um. It's gonna be. A, this is gonna be. A, this is gonna be a dope place. This is gonna be. A, this is gonna be a dope. This is gonna be a dope place to record. I just. I don't know, man. I get. I'm getting to this point where, where I feel like. I feel like I'm so much more closer to my dreams, my aspirations than I thought I was maybe a few weeks ago. And maybe it's from the comments I've been getting, maybe it's from the retweets I've been getting from you guys. But and I thank you guys for the love and support. Just excuse me. The long way. You have no you have no idea. You have no idea how much that means to me. Excuse me. Seriously, like I love the love and support. It's an amazing thing, but um I feel like I'm getting more closer to my aspirations, to my dreams, and you guys are helping me along with that process. You know, and it's a lot of little things that's gonna be coming on the podcast. You know, as soon as we start getting that bag, gotta start getting that bag a little bit more. We're gonna have gift giveaways. We're gonna have concerts. We're gonna have feature artists. You know, we wanna get to the point where you have like a like a like a like a favorite Friday where you have a band perform and I'm hosting. You know, I wanna I wanna turn this into a movement, almost to kind of a. Um, a Oprah or a Oprah kind of movement. Like I, I was reading online, and when Oprah was at her heyday, I missed that time. I missed that period of life. But like the time where she was getting like something odd millions of views on you on TV, and she'd have concerts, and Shaka Khan would come, and Count Blackula, just all these just abstract people would come. Um, that's the point I want to get to the podcast. Where that's the point I am going to get with the podcast. Where. This becomes like some real, like, this is an undeniable movement. I feel like with podcasting, you know, podcast, radio shows in general, I feel like open the door to talk show TV. And I look at podcasts the same way. Why can't podcasts open up the room, open up the door to having a real talk show and like, you know what I'm saying? So it's podcast. So with that being said, it was a pleasure the utmost pleasure, the utmost satisfaction of having this conversation at odd hours of the night with you. Much love. Peace and chicken grease. Shout out to everybody listening to the podcast. Shout out to everybody's part of the family. Love you guys. Stay safe. And, anybody, and to any new listeners who just discovered me, my name is JT, aka Allstate. You guys have a good night and come